Nashville Predators get a big win over the Minnesota Wild in a very feisty showdown. We'll talk about how the Preds pulled out the win and what's next for them this weekend on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start out with a special shout out to our loyal Lockdown Predheads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Pentley Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, the Nashville Predators got a big win. Over the Minnesota Wild, a team behind them in the postseason. They go on the road. Uh, and it seems like a lot of players on that ice didn't forget about that whole Alexander Carrier, Carl Kaprizov thing from a couple of months ago. Yeah. This, uh, this got spicy fast, Anne. Yeah, this this was, and you know, there's always a rivalry game, I, I think, between the Wild and the Predators, not just Central Division, but location. And, you know, they battled back and forth for several years. They've been kind of close in where the teams have been. But this one, I think, was all about Alexander Carrier and the headshot that Kaprizov gave him for free, for free, if we recall on November 30th, for free. Uh, and I don't think anybody forgot. I know I didn't. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it we, was we, it was chippy. Talked even, about it. Don't worry. Even after the game, it was yeah. Lots of big feels in this one, friends. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's it's ironic that maybe like the biggest melee of this one happened with a Cole Smith hit on Kaprizov, and Kaprizov went down, and Minnesota thought there should have been more of a you know, hey, that was kind of a dirty play, and then oh, come you know, in comes Zach Bogosian and. Cole Smith. Bogosian's a pretty good fighter for, for Cole Smith to do like the judo takedown and slam him in the ice. Uh, pretty impressive by him. Yeah. Cole Smith's uh, dad was there too. And I was like, look, not today. Like Cole Smith is Cole Smith is not going to take anybody's anything today. His dad is on the glass. So yeah. Yeah. But I, it, I was impressed in, in honestly a little bit, um, a little bit pleased with how spicy I thought the Predators came out and handled some of those moments in the game. They needed to do that. Yeah. Let's walk through the game from last night. Uh, nothing happened in the first period. Sorry, nothing happened in the first period. Although I will say I thought the Preds played really, really well. Yeah, the Preds uh, dominated. Second period, Preds didn't play as well. Uh, Minnesota controlled the momentum there. Uh, Joel Erickson-Eck on the power play got the Wild up one to nothing then we get to the third and all hell breaks loose and alexander carrier scored right at the start of the period to tie the game and just 30 seconds later philip forsberg 
puts the Predators ahead. Roman Yossi scored about halfway through the period, and then the Preds, to quote Jurassic Park, had to hang on to their butts Mm -hmm. uh, because the Minnesota Wild came storming back late. Matt Boldy scored with just under four minutes left to make this a one-goal game. Uh, A lot of good chances in the Predators' end. Uh, Minnesota was really pushing the puck there late at the game, but UC Saros stood tall. Uh, Lots, as Ann mentioned, a little bit of a melee after the final whistle. Doesn't matter. Preds hang on and got the win where it matters. Three to two, the final score. And your one word to describe last night's game. I'm going to reach into my musical theater background for my one word, because this game really felt like it was a a lot about momentum. We really went on a journey in this game. Um, And for me, it was very, uh, very much one day more from Les Mis, um, which kind of encapsulates the the movement of this game. We talked about the first period. The Predators, I think, dominated play in the first period at five on five. They were terrific. Um, And for me, that was Jean Valjean opening one day more, like just beautiful, slow song. It's going to be great. You know, it's telling a really important story. You know the problem that he's having and and he's having kind of this crisis of what's going to happen to me next. And then you hit the second period and you hit the middle of one day more. And then all of a sudden you've got a little bit of chaos. You know, you've got a bunch of other people chiming in and they're singing about their woes. And, you know, it, it just a little bit of chaos. You kind of lose, you lose something in that. But the end of one day more and the end of this game were so great, I really think, because in the end of one day more, it just sort of builds and builds and builds until you have this moment where it becomes this huge production number and you you end act one on it and you're like, okay, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like it starts this slow song, but it becomes this like, almost like, Hey, okay, what's going to happen. And I think that's what the third period was. Like it really, the predators picked up momentum. They got the importance of the moment. They, they played like they knew this 20 minutes really matters and it's going to set the stage for some things that are going to come up. So for me, the momentum of that game was very lame is. Of course, I'm sure everybody who watched that hockey game thought instantly of Les Mis. I'm going to be singing one day more for the rest of the afternoon now. So thank you. Yeah. Um, My one word is skiing. Skiing. And And this is a tribute to me skiing for the first time. Um, You know, you go, you, you go on your first like big hill as you're skiing. Uh, you know, you, you go down, you know, for the first little bit of it, you got your legs under you, you're kind of mastering the S curve to go back and forth. You got pizza and French fries to kind of help spear you up. Then you get sort of the middle of the hill. Maybe that's the part that's well traversed. You start picking up a little bit of speed. Mm-hmm. You start maybe losing your control a little bit. Your, your first, you know, you feel like if you're going to turn, you're going to just cannonball down the side of a hill so you just sort of get low hang on for dear life and hope you don't fall and then you know yeah after you know hey let's say 10 seconds of just trying not to fall you realize like you've got it you're in a pretty good spot you're at the bottom of the hill you're holding on you have good speed you start to maybe get a little bit of your control back 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And then by the time of your hill, you're like, oh, okay, I can do that. That seemed to be the story of the Predators game last night. First period was that first part of the hill. You know, you're in control. You're really manning your S-curve. Second period is where you hit that icy patch. You started building speed. You started getting a feeling a little bit unbalanced. Uh, you, you just wanted to hang on for dear life there. And then in the third period, that's when the, you know, you realize, hey, my skis are under me. I don't have to do a whole lot here. Uh, and that was the third period when the Predators got those three goals and were able to kind of shut the door late. Um, you know, even though Minnesota Wild pushed at the end, I thought the Predators did a really good job of kind of controlling the play for most of that third period. Um, and, and, you know, didn't give Minnesota a lot of great looks at the end. So I think the, you know, last night's game was just sort of that first big hill that you have to go on when you're skiing and the Predators managed to keep their skis under them. So, hey, polite applause for the Nashville Predators getting their first ski rundown. Yeah, that was good. Now, the downside is they're headed for the Black Diamond next. Yes. They made it down that first hill, and now we're going to the Black Diamond. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later, but that yeah. That hill is going to be as slick as oil, wink, wink. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, preview of this weekend coming up in just a second. But more to talk about from this game is UC Soros back. It's had a good couple of games. We'll talk about that in a second. Plus, some interesting decision-making in this one from a handful of younger players, what's going on there, uh, and more takes from this game coming up in just one second. First, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. Uh, It's the new year, folks, and if you have a small business or you're just a recruiter for a company, if you need more people on your workforce, if you need some all-star employees, Indeed is the place to go. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent survey. So leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the more high-quality matches you get. And listeners of the show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility and Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard it on the Locked On Predators podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Of course, the NFL regular season has wrapped up. We are in the thick of the playoffs. I'm just going to put it out there. Go Lions. But hey, friends, it is still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers wanting to get in on this postseason action can get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Friends, the FanDuel app is so easy to use, and there's a ton of different ways that you can bet. They have live same-game parlays. You can find bets in, in their new uh, explore tab, and you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to 
find the popular parlays of the day and so much more. So go ahead and check it out. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, Ann. Nashville Predators beat the Minnesota Wild 3-2 on the road in Minnesota. Uh, let's talk about UC Soros in this game, shall we? Uh, good saves down the stretch, although he didn't have to face a lot of work. Uh, as Alex Doherty pointed out on Twitter last night, last six games, 930 save percentage, 2.00 goals against. Um, good, you know, his high danger save percentage has kind of eked back up to where we're used to it being, uh, is UC Saros back, Anne? I think he is back. I don't know that he went anywhere super, super far away. I think what has been surprising about Saros is that this has been more of an up and down, up and down. Usually we see him kind of start slow and then hit his peak. This has been a little bit more up and down, but I would agree with, Alex, when he says that I think UC Saros is back. And if you watch him, you just see he seems more comfortable. He seems um, like he's making more, um, I'm trying to think of what the word is, like his movements aren't quite as over-exaggerated in the net. Like he just seems very comfortable in the net. And I thought last night was an especially good game for Saros because he really didn't see a ton of action at five on five. He only faced 14 shots at even strength. Where things got a little hairy was on the power play where he faced 10 shots on the power play. And, and, you know, look, the power play is a little bit of a different beast when you were a goaltender anyway. Uh, but when you're facing, you know, a volume of shots like that over the course of 60 minutes, that can get a little bit tricky. And I thought Saros really looked good. The ones that got in, I think, were were tough. You know, the, there were some pretty tough, you know, tough saves um, on the power play shots that Minnesota scored on. So I really felt like Saros did a great job. And again, especially because there were chunks of time where he just wasn't involved in the game, you know, and in the first period, especially there was a long stretch of time where Nashville really controlled the play at five on five. And, and he's just kind of sitting there and, and working to stay in, in the game mentally when he's not facing a lot of shots. So good, good game last night from UC Saros. And I think it's a string of good games. Yeah, UC Saros let in uh, two goals on the power play last night, but still made eight saves uh, on the penalty kill last night. So, uh, yeah, that, that kind of tells you what he was up against. And and I agree. Like, I think we've started to see UC Saros right the ship uh, a little bit. And even dating back to, I can't remember, like, what the last, like, oof game was. I can't, it, whether it was Anaheim or whether it was Carolina. I want to say it was Anaheim. Um like even like those big string of goals in that one, it, it wasn't like oh my god, like he makes that save last year. Like those were right. just weird deflections, like bounces off his own guys. Like that was more of a bad luck game. So yeah, really, ever since Carolina, I would say it, it was we've seen UC Stars kind of turn it around, uh, make the saves we're used to seeing him make and, you know, kind of go out and be able to keep the Preds in games uh, yeah. a little bit more. Um, and one other thing that stood out to you, and I know you wanted to talk about this. Um, bless you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Interesting sort of gameplay decisions 
from some of the younger Nashville Predators. Uh, I know this is something that Andrew Burnett talked about that, but, you know, one play in particular I can remember, it was, I think, either three on one or three on two. Uh, you know, Luke Evangelista was in that play. And instead of just, you know, going towards the net, he sort of skated back towards the line, like away from the net. Yeah. Um, so, so it's like, for me, look, I, I know like kind of what the theory was. You're trying to like get a lane open in case you wanted to pass it back or something like that. But remember last season when one of the big things for some of these younger players like Cody Glass and Tommy Novak and the reason, you know, Phil Tomasino and Evangelista did so well was because they had the nose for the net. Yes. Because they just kept driving to the net because they kept putting themselves in positions to get rebounds or, you know, sort of make things tough in front of the net. Seems like that's a little bit not happening this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think we saw some of that in this game against Minnesota. And kind of the thing that I think that young players have to learn is that what scores a goal in the AHL isn't what's going to score a goal in the NHL. You know, mm -hmm. you're if you're looking for those amazing, you know, kind of drive around somebody, cut to the net, between the legs, you know, fancy goals – if you look around the NHL, there are very few top players that score those goals. Connor McDavid scores those goals. You have seen, you know, we've seen Philip Forsberg score those goals. But if you look at the body of work of Philip Forsberg, the goals that he scores are like the one that he scored last night where he reaches around the defender to tip in a shot, you know, or where he's cleaning something up in front of the net. And so the plays that make you elite in the AHL aren't necessarily going to be the kind of goals that are going to make you successful in the NHL. You right. know, in the NHL, especially when you are first starting out and you are first getting used to competing against defensemen in the NHL, you have to go back to that simple nose for the net. You have to go back to if it's a two on one and you don't have the pass, don't try to make a fancier successful pass, put the puck on net and play for the rebound. And I yeah. think there's a little bit of, you know, brunettes talked about these young players are kind of struggling with confidence and they just need to find the back of the net. And I think, Hey guys, you just need to find the back of the net. You don't need to look great doing it. So few successful players in the NHL do these plays like it is a Connor McDavid level thing. But you look at, um, you know, Austin Matthews doesn't do a lot of the Connor McDavid stuff, but he's great. Nikita Kucherov doesn't necessarily do a lot of the flashy stuff, but right. he's great. And so I think kind of get away from what it took to be elite in the AHL and know that in the NHL, really, really great players make simple plays. They make simple plays. Make the simple play. Put the puck on net. Keep it simple. And I feel like between the transition from AHL to NHL and now there's this pressure of like, hey, I'm in a slump. I've got to make something really amazing happen. All you have to do is score a goal. It doesn't yeah. even have to look good. You know, so I think we saw some of that last night and Andrew Burnett talked about it in the post game. He said, you know, I think we got a little cute with the puck in the offensive zone. It's not what the Predators need right now. Certainly not going to be what they need on Saturday. Yeah. And it's it's interesting for younger players, too, because you kind of want them to just do the simple play. 
do the simple like way. it's like you want the meat and potatoes kind of play where you just go out there don't you know just just put the puck on net when you have a chance you know just make the easy pass when you have the chance and don't try too hard that's kind of what you want your young players to do and it's like okay now that you've you know know how to make the simple play now we can start maybe having you look for you know just sort of that finesse pass that we've seen people like you know Gustav Nyquist or Roman Yossi make on a daily basis or just sort of that you know, great puck handling, you know, fight off two defenders and sort of drive into an open space thing that Philip Forsberg uh, does. Make those plays after you've mastered the simple plays. And I think yeah. that's that's the big thing. Yeah. Um, and anything else from this game that stood out to you last night? I think special teams is something the Predators have really got to get under control and get cleaned up. You know, I think overall the penalty kill has been okay. Statistically, it's not terrific, but I think at times the penalty kill has been okay. Last night was tough. That was a really good power play unit. Um, And I think the penalty kill struggled. Looking ahead, you are really going to want to stay out of the box or your penalty kill is going to have to be great. And also, can we just talk about the power play? I feel like me and four of my, (laughs) me and like three of my middle-aged mom friends could have had a successful penalty kill against the power play because they just stack them up at the line and the predators had trouble getting the puck in. I think once the predators get set up in the zone, then it becomes a very threatening power play. But we've seen in the last couple of games, this power play can't seem to get it in the zone and set up. So either you have got to win that opening faceoff and get going right away, or you have got to figure out how to get that puck in the zone because it was really tough last night. And in a game like this, you cannot throw away opportunities on the power play. You just can't. You've got to capitalize on them down the stretch. So that's a bit of a concern for me. Yeah, only two chances last night, but it, neither one looked extremely dangerous. And look, Minnesota Wild, not a great penalty killing unit, but no. last night, uh, they did, I thought they did a very good job of sort of containing the Predators and making them really try to make a play deep. Um, and the Preds just couldn't execute. So I guess stick taps to Minnesota uh, for that one. Next game is against the Edmonton Oilers, Woof. who have won a lot of games in a row. Can the Predators be the one that breaks that big winning streak? We'll talk about that and their chances coming up in just one second. Passion, drive, and patience. That is what brings home the winning trophy in sports. But friends, that is also what can keep your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, they have roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you are into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. you're always going to find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, they are all about burning rubber and not cash. They have all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive with ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, Dan. This Saturday afternoon, the Nashville Predators go up north and take on the Edmonton Oilers, who if you haven't... 
If you haven't been keeping tabs of around the NHL recently, 15 straight wins for the Oilers at this point. And uh, what are the chances the Nashville Predators have a chance to win this one? It's not looking great, Nick. <laughs> it's not looking great. But there's a couple things that could happen. And, and look, this is you just never know. It's hockey. You never know. Uh, the last night, the uh, Oilers beat the Chicago Blackhawks, but they beat them by a score of three to nothing. And in reading a recap of the game, one of the authors at the game said that the Edmonton Oilers are a team that can't lose even if they tried, and it looked like they tried. Yeah. So they, they're they coming off of a bad game, but their 15th win in a row against Chicago. I don't know how that's going to work for or against the Nashville Predators. The Edmonton Oilers may come out mad that they didn't play well. The thing that is a little bit concerning to me, Nick, is you look at like the Predators performance in Minnesota, and that's not a performance that's probably going to get it done against Edmonton. You know, they had just 28 shots on goal. They gave up power play opportunities. They uh, There were some penalties that just you cannot commit against Connor McDavid and the power play in Edmonton. Yeah. So I think it's it's going to be a real challenge for the Nashville Predators, and there is so much momentum when you have won 15 in a row. Yeah, there's pressure, but there's so much momentum. But it's, that I just this is tough, man. But it's also like when you're at the roulette table in in Vegas, and it's like you look on the board, and it's been black for 10 things in a row, and then you start bid, betting big on red because. Okay, surely the odds say it can't be 11 straight in a row for black, right? Okay, well, that was black again. Surely it can't be like 12 in a row, right? So maybe it feels like, hey, it's been 15 games since a loss. The Pre or the Oilers have to be due soon, right? And, you know, hey, Nashville Predators have a couple of good games in a row. Why not? Um yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I'm with you. I think the Predators have some things to clean up. I will say in this Minnesota game, I thought the Predators played a clean game. Uh, you know, only three giveaways in yes, this whole that, game. Yeah, that was um, good. They were very careful with the puck, uh, and Minnesota wasn't. So I feel like, you know, you play with that sort of protect the puck mentality, you've got a shot against Edmonton because if you have the puck, Connor McDavid doesn't. Um, so, you know, th th there is some opportunity there, but at the same time, you know, I, I think the Predators, this is a game in which the Predators are going to have to absolutely ace the chances they get, Right. Um, you know, if they go on the power play, they have to try to take advantage. You know, if they get a three on two, they can't do the sort of, you know, make the finesse pass, make the, you know, you know, try to force it and, and be silly with the puck sort of thing that they're, they've they kind of become used to doing. Like, they just need to make a very strong, simple play. Look at the Alexander Carrier goal last Thank night. Thank you. Skates, skates in and just says, you know what, I'm going to try to pick the corner on this yep. goal and launches a great shot uh, to, to get the Preds on the board. Just, you know, sometimes a simple play is like that. Yeah, like if you're, you know, two-on-one, you think that your other, you know, Ford coming in with you is well covered? 
just pick a spot at the net and try to pick a corner. I'm I'm watching number nine. I'm counting on number nine. I'm hoping that that top line can get going again. Who do you think is going to be the difference maker in this game, Nick? Um, you know what? For me, I would like to see this be a Roman Yossi game mm-hmm. uh, and uh, on both ends. Like I'm going to imagine Roman Yossi is going to wind up there uh, with either McDavid or Dreisaitl at some point. We talked about him maybe being a little bit better defensively this season than in years past, even though the offensive numbers haven't quite been there. Uh, one of the maybe the more shut down defensive seasons that Roman Yossi's had really since his Norris Trophy winning year. So for me, I would like to see him, you know, not only defend well, I would like to see him strong in transition and start leading some of these predators breakouts um, and, and really sort of pushing the issue at the offensive end as well get some chances you know maybe don't hesitate to sort of do what you did a couple of years ago which is just you know sort of be that fourth forward like feel free to just take it you know below you know below the hashes and you know force the other team to react to sort of an extra forward open things up try to create a play for somebody down there i would like to see this be a big roman yossi game Yeah, I think this is a game where the Predators are not going to win it with three goals. So if we can get Roman Yossi going offensively, that's going to bode much better for the Predators in. Oh, Lord, this is going to be a tough one, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, What are the chances, Anne? I mean, anything can happen, right? Yeah. It's just going to be so tough. I mean, this is going to have to be Nashville's best game of the season right now. Yeah, well, it would be a great time uh, to break it out. Uh, That is tomorrow afternoon, a 3 o'clock, I believe, central puck drop. Uh, So we'll have all the happenings on Monday uh, when we come back with new episodes next week. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on social media at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. Follow me on social media at underscore and S. Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back with new episodes next week.